everybody. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. Uh, this is Sarah Kumalo, your host for Because It's There, a podcast that looks at leadership, podcast that emanates from the answer that George Mallory gave. Why climb Everest? Because it's there. Why be a leader? Why be great? Because in spite of everything, we are leaders. We are great. We are individually uniquely extraordinary and being ordinary is a choice. And every time we do an episode, we look for amazing people that have done amazing things and uh, to share their stories, their insights. And this week is not any different. I've got none other than Zureda Ibrahim that I'm going to introduce to you, who's my training partner and a friend. Zureda, welcome to Because It's There. Hi, Sarah. It's really great to see you um, with all the remote working and remote training going on. Um, I don't get to do that too often these days. So it's lovely to be here and be in conversation with you today. Absolutely. So to break the ice with this um, episode, I'm going to ask you um, a question. It's not really a question. I'm going to say a statement and I would like you to finish it in a way that you see fit. Change has made me learn something new about myself and that is... That regardless of my capacity for change, one can't really escape the process. We all go through the cycles. Um, and I certainly have been doing a lot of that lately. That's interesting. We all can't escape the cycle or the process. Hmm. I, 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 that's something that is insightful. What do you mean? Can you build on that a little bit more? What's the process? So, yeah, so so look, I think um, like we are, we you know we we've often heard uh, it referred to as the five stages of change or the five stages of transformation. Some people refer to it as the five stages of grief because there's a lot of similarity. Um, but when one goes through a change, there really is a process that one has to go through um, in order to to get to the other side. Um, instead, of in in order to grow through it, so it's not it's not something that. Actually, I think one goes through. I think it's something that one grows through. Um, so I certainly have made some very big changes uh, recently uh, regarding um, my job and place of work and career and so forth. Um, and I like I I, I have an, a, a seriously healthy appetite for change. Um, and I found myself not being able to escape any of the stages. In fact, um, you know, sometimes I felt myself going through all five stages in a single day, um, and, you know, and then starting again the next day somewhere in between. Um, so it really is about like giving yourself the time to to go through the process, to to understand the change, um, to, to to negotiate uh, um, the, the new circumstances with yourself, actually. Um, you know, and then you go through a process of, of, of acceptance, but you go, you also, you can't escape the process of grief for what you're leaving behind. Um, and, and finally, you do get to a point of excitement and, and joy for what you're about to embark on, or, you know, whatever new chapter lies ahead for you. Um, so that's really what I, I was referring to. Um, but I, I did, I think somewhere in me, I thought, you love change. So, you know, I, I didn't really um, think about, uh, you know, like the, the, this process that I have to go through. And yeah, but um, I'm, I'm happy to say that I'm, I'm, I'm at the excitement stage already. Fantastic. I'm, I'm excited with you. Uh, absolutely very proud of uh, the step that you've taken and, and wishing you all the best, but we will get into that. 
Um, so the podcast today is really titled Service is a Virtue. And before I get to that, I want to go into Zureda as a, ma- as a mother, Zureda as a daughter, as a sister, who you are at home. So there are many sexist, prejudiced, uh, prejudiced views projected on women and girl children globally. It's not unique to Africa. One of those challenges um, first is that women, especially those of color, are often cut out of um, life building events such as access to decent education. But you have not experienced that. You've had access to many opportunities and have a daughter that's enrolled in a teacher institution. Tell us how the belief in the feminine was fostered in your home, starting from Lesotho in Lanesia and where you are today as you're growing and becoming Zureda Ibrahim today. So I think my journey, um, when you say um, I've, I've had access to many opportunities, I think. I I think, you know, these opportunities are a result of like many things coming together. Um, not just, it's not just hard work. It's hard work, but it's also luck, you know, but it's not just luck. Um, it's, it's, it's also character, um, but it's not just character. It's just a competence, you know. So I really feel that um, like these opportunities um you know, uh, like come as a result of of, of um, uh, all of these things coming together. Um, as I talk to you, I'm reminded of of, of a quote, and and actually, I, I may not say it exactly as it is, but it, you know, it's it goes like something like the harder the harder I work, the luckier I get. Um, I actually think it was from a, a, a golfer, Gary Play. I think um, I, I may not be right, but I, but I, but but I think that a lot of it is is there's luck, but there's also a lot of effort. Um, I think that 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 goes into not just creating opportunity, but taking advantage of the opportunities that we do we do find. And like what I'll say right up front is that it is true that not everyone has always had access to equal opportunity. And that's really, um, you know, the, 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 the challenges of, of our, our history. And I think what we all um, are working hard um, to change um, for, not just for ourselves, but for our children, like you say. Um, I have been very fortunate um, to grow up in, in a family um, that, that valued diversity, um, that valued education, um, that valued hard work, um, and where I was raised to believe that I could be anything I wanted to be, you know, is that it, it, it really was, it was part of every single thing, um, every single day, you know, it, 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 my mother was quite old fashioned, like if I use the, it, she was, she took that word can't very literal, literally. You know, so she just kept saying, in this house, there's no word like can't, you know, and so is that the only the only constraint um, in in achieving anything is how I think about it. And and I was raised um, to really, truly believe it. Um, I was also raised to believe that um, there's nothing that I can't do that maybe my brother or my dad could do or any other boy for that matter. Um, I was um, the oldest daughter. Um, I, I have two other sisters um, and I have an older brother. Um, I My grandmother also lived with us. So I, I lived in a household where like, you know, there was filled with women. Um, so in this household, um, 
women cooked, they mowed the lawn, they did the finances, um, they organized the holidays. Um, you know, so like I grew up thinking that, you know, there's absolutely nothing that women can't do. Um, you know, my dad also played a role. Um, my brother also played a role. But I, I, there was nothing that I thought that they could do that maybe I couldn't. Um, and so it was really part of of, of, of my, my everyday upbringing. And I think I, I didn't realize at the time how um, truly um, privileged I was, you know, to be to be ro- raised in a home where my parents believed my mother wanted my brother to be a doctor, but she also wanted a daughter to be a doctor, you know, and she didn't, she, she, she held the same ambitions. Um, I, I didn't end up being a doctor, you know, we can talk about that just now, but I, um, but the point is she held the same ambitions for both of us. She didn't believe that I needed to be something different um, because I was female or that he needed to be something different because he was male. Zreda, um, thank you for, for that insightful, um, you know, answer and, and taking us from your upbringing into your home. But I want to hone into you as a parent today, as a mother of a diverse home. So for our listeners and our viewers, Zureda has both Indian as well as white children in her home, boys and girls, well, girl and boys uh, in her home. So I want to hone in on that and say, and ask what values you are enforcing in your children and what role do you believe parents in general have in fostering a new world that is accepting of diversity as well as inclusion? Oh, so I suppose um, when you're in the situation, you almost don't, you, we, we don't describe it as literally as you maybe have just described it because we were in it. You know, and and we have the opportunity to um, see the person before we see anything else. We have the opportunity to, um, you know, to discover who we are, to discover what we're all interested in, to discover the dreams and the passions and the values of each other before we even look at, well, you look different. Um, and, and, and I suppose that's what's different um, in a home than, than, than outside, is that once we step outside of the situation, we often judge people from the outside because there's actually a lack of information because we don't know what those people that we see from the outside, we don't always know what they value. We don't always know what their passions are. We don't always know what their talents are. And, and, and the problem is sometimes we, we stop there. We stop with what we can see in front of us. And actually we like, why? Or sometimes we, we make the mistake of making assumptions. Uh, you know, about what people can do based on those external factors that we can see. Sometimes we put people in boxes um, based on the external factors that we can see. But I think to go back to um, your question around how how we juggle this, this blended family and, uh, you know, the, the diversity, I think it's, it's, it's really just allowing each of us to, to, be, um, to be the individuals that we are. Um, really embracing each other um, for 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 the differences that we that we bring to the family, um, and I think you know my my husband has a line that he often throws at us. You know, is that things are just easier when you live and you let live. You know, when when you live out your your true um, beliefs and values, but you allow everyone else that you interact with, um, the same privilege, 
you know, to to let them live out, um, uh, you know, their their beliefs and, and their values, and so um, it's. I think it's. It, we've definitely had funny moments. We've had tough moments, um, but we, we we certainly, I think, are better um, better for it. Absolutely, I, I love that. Um, and thank you for, for sharing that, um, Zureda. It's very insightful and it's a, it's a good way of looking at things, where we look at people um, not uh, on face value. They say, don't judge a book by its cover. I think whoever came up with that was absolutely right. Um, it's knowing the individuals that will change um, our perspective and how we interact with them. Um, and uh, I want to move back into your career service as a veteran. But starting with 17 years at uh, Momentum Metropolitan Holdings, you know, when did you first realize that financial services was your calling? Because 17 years in financial services and you're moving on to another big role in a financial institution. Uh, when did you realize that, um, you know, financial services was your calling? So that was, that's like a really interesting question for me. I don't think I ever would have described it to anyone as, you know, financial services is my calling. And maybe like I said at the start of the call, when you said um, the theme of today's conversation is services of virtue. Um, I think that what it made me think about is actually that has been my calling, you know, is is in service of customers. My 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 calling is as you know if if, if that's the word we're going to use to describe uh, it is like what I fell in love with is the opportunity um, to continually do more and more to help customers achieve um, the goals that they set for themselves um, and in fact I started in customer service you know I started this career I I it had nothing to do with my 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 academic background you know I studied law and economics and and somehow found myself uh, you know in a in a very customer world and I think I like for me I think that there's always firstly the work is endless when it comes to customers okay is that it's like I don't think any organization ever arrives because there's always more that we can do um, to make it easier for customers uh, to do business with us, easier for customers to get value out of the the products and and, and solutions they use of any organization, and and maybe like the simplest thing is make it easier for the customer to understand. Take away all the like the 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 effort involved in just trying to unravel what financial services is about. So that's where I'll get to financial services. I think like why I've I've stuck it out and 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 I've I feel like I've 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 still got so much more to do in financial services um is because I think that like financial services can be quite a complex thing. And we sometimes like it sometimes feels like it's only for people who have a commerce degree or some kind of financial degree um you know to to understand. Um and, and actually it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. And I think we have a role to play in um, talking to clients in language that they can understand um, so that they can make the right decisions uh, for themselves and they can get involved in their own finances, but also so that they can use, whether they use advisors or, or other professional services, so they can use them in a way that, that they are empowered 
to ask the right questions about their own financial futures. So these are the things that I've 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 um, become excited about. You know, making it easy for clients to do things, making it easy for clients to understand things, making it easy for clients to actually. Um, move from buying products, but to actually achieving their goals that they set out to, um, and 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 I think something that I'm I'm still very deeply passionate about is finding a way to get clients involved in their own financial lives. You know, and and I really don't believe that we've 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 cracked that one as a as as an industry. You know, how do we how do we make it so that clients give provide clients with the right content or education, education, if you want to call it that, um, but then the right tools for them to really understand it and get involved in their own financial lives. You know, like I think that that, that is when, when I, I don't think it is something that one can 100% outsource and or something that one can expect someone else to do 100% on your behalf. I think you've got to be involved because I think your financial goals are so attached to, to your life goals. And so I think that, that, that be, helping clients um, get involved so that their um, financial goals become more achievable is something that I am deeply, deeply passionate about. Fantastic. Thank you for that. Wow. So <laughs> service as a virtue and service as your calling and not necessarily financial services. You're actually spot on. Um, I should have picked that up uh, in my interactions with you in, in the journey that I've been privileged to share with you. You know, when did you first realize, I mean, you said yourself, you studied economics and law. When did you realize that uh, service is actually something that you're passionate about, is your calling? Was this a quiet realization or was this something that you just had to go through a process to get to that point where you decided, or you realized that this was something that you're passionate about and you're calling for say. Um, yeah, so I think um, I, I think over the years it happens to be one of those things that I enjoy more and more. So the more I do it, you know, the more interested I am in it, um, you know, the more committed I get to wanting to like be involved in work that can truly make a difference. Um, I think uh, so. So, so I think it's something that definitely, like, um, it, it grew with with time. Um, but I think, Sarah, we're all um, we're all customers, you know. At the end of the day, and every time I have to fill out a form that makes no sense, or I have to fill out, you know, a form of eight pages, um, and I know the information is not used, um, or I'm faced with making, uh, you know, big decisions about um, my own financial life that I um, feel that I'm not equipped to make, you know, um, I think, or I try to um, just get a view of all of my finances and, and I find it difficult to see it all in one place. Um, when, when I start as, as, as a client um, or customer, when when I have those experiences, it makes me um, more energized um, to want to make a difference in in those things. You know, to make it easier for clients and to build uh, products and solutions um, that that are going to make it easier for clients to actually achieve their goals and to find 
ways to leverage all of the advances in technology and analytics um, to give clients um, the tools to be able to do things whenever and wherever they want to do or to um, you know use the the analytics um, to 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 help with the right things in front of clients and 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 so I think the more it's kind of uh, you know the, the the more you do the more you want to do um, kind of approach that 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 I've actually um, experienced and and I think that the the thing about uh, financial services is like I, I I think there's there's client service uh, in, in in all industries and I think it's important you know whether it's a, a public uh, sector or, or or a retail store it's 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 as important when it comes to service but I, I I've always felt that in in financial services we truly have an opportunity to impact people's lives you know it's um it's it, it's the kind of stuff that we that we do every day um how people achieve their their life goals it's it's getting that degree it's um you know protecting your family it's uh you know it's 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 growing and 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 creating enough for um for for fulfilling the the life goals that you set up for yourself and so i've always um found it, it it worthwhile um to do it in that space and and yeah so I, I i would say it's something that that grew over time definitely didn't wake up one day and go i want to work for a, an insurer or i didn't um you know wake up one day and go i i, I want a job in in, in client engagement or, or so forth um yeah but it happened and um yeah i i i, I love what i do absolutely thank you for that um, so i want to go back to something a little different um you know shepherds these are the guys that help you on the mountain um and and uh, most people i, I would say 99 percent of the people that have summit at everest have done so with the help of shepherds so they're guides and and we all have guides and coaches in our lives and if i bring that back to you um who have been the most important shepherds or shepherd in your journey to where you are today? Well, I I, I never really thought about it, um, you know, as as a shepherd, and I think that's like such a fantastic description, Sarah, or a way of of of, of thinking about it. You know, is your guide. Um, you know, to to getting to your goal, achieving your your dream. I think it's, um, yeah, it, it it actually makes it um, uh, it it actually highlights the importance of 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 the work that these people who actually stand beside us and behind us um, all day, um, you know, without without necessarily being front and center, the role that they play. So I really just I like the description. Um, so so i can i can definitely say um that i have many um i have been um i have been super fortunate um i think look um just uh my 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 husband's frankness and uh um free uh he never hesitate hesitates to give me a a, a free critique <laughs> or feedback as he calls it um as has has always been um you know, like a, a constant uh, uh, a set of guidance for me, um, you know, to take into account, but also the the absolute um, lack of expectation that it is, it, it's, it's not setting direction for me, it's just feedback. 
and and I think the the almost the non um, the, the non committal um, that came with the with with the the feedback is what actually made it um, play a role as as strong guidance for me. Um, so I think um, I'm I'm fortunate enough uh, to have that, um, and and I have a very um, small but very strong group of 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 people um, that I. That, that that I get guidance from about different things, you know. So it's um, when when I want to do something about breaking barriers or or reaching a new summit, I can talk to you. I have friends um, who are not in 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 corporate, and I can talk to about um, who who I can I can talk to about some. Uh, uh, issue that or problem that I'm trying to solve, um, who just bring a, a very a creative um, perspective um, to 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 what I'm doing, or just a very um, human perspective um, to what I'm doing, and I, I and I'm very fortunate um, uh, to 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 have many of those people. I've had um, colleagues um, who have been. Who have freely given uh, guidance um, to me along this journey, and so I think my answer to you is that um, I seek Sherpas, I accept them wherever I am, um, and and I'm super grateful um, to say that I I certainly have have I have not done everything on my own. I've done it with 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 the support and definitely the guidance of many. Absolutely, I, I love how you put it. I, I love that. Um, I want to go into contextualizing Zureen as well, right? Um, you've had the privilege of getting involved in client engagement in your various roles previously. You alluded to it as well as an executive. There are many data-driven technologies developed in this arena, especially. This is to measure the response to clients, um, you know, the behaviors. Is there still room? for human instinct and intuition, given the recent advancement in this space? Oh, that's my perspective, absolutely. Like, I think that, I think that the, the opportunity that we have from all the digital advancement and the, you know, the, 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 the data and, and, and analytics and, um, robotics and 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 so forth is the fact that we can use these advances um to do the stuff that is maybe more um repetitive um and 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 this is just a first step so i'm not saying that that's where we shall we should stop but we can we can we can use um all of these advances to firstly lighten the load so do the stuff that 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 are that can be automated easily and and so that we can spend we can use um, human talent um, to do the stuff that requires um, more creativity the stuff that requires more integration um, the 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 stuff that requires more um, personalization when I and and when I talk about personalization there I'm not talking about data I'm talking about the, a, a personal human touch. And so I actually think that the technology plays a role in allowing people to play more of this of, of this human role and to make um, um, 
it more of a human experience because I think that I think that that products and and services and so forth they can be copied, but experiences I think um, are are what's going to count a lot in business. And I think you know that line about it's not about what you did; it's about how you made me feel. I think that it, it, this allows us um, the, the advances in technology allow us to focus on that experience. So maybe that's the the first point I'll make. The second point I'll make, which is maybe slightly different from from using technology only to to do the automated type of stuff or the repetitive type of stuff or you know the the high labor intense type of stuff, is that imagine the power of like using this intelligent computing plus human um, creativity and putting those two things together. So, so I, I just, I'm, I'm, I'm a multiplier by, by nature. You know, I think about how we can put things together and get more and more and more. And so I don't, I, for now, I'm not, a, I, I don't see a threat. I just see opportunity to make the outcome or the output better um, because we have all of this technology. Um, so I'm just really excited about the opportunity to use technology to improve what we what we do, um, you know, as, as people. Absolutely. Um, I like that. People always remember how you made them feel. That's really important, quite key. So the pandemic, you know, has altered predictable behaviors. And all of a sudden, these uncertainty. There's the new normal, both for people as individuals, communities, as well as businesses. Yeah. Client services has not been immune to these changes. So as an executive, what value systems have you developed or did you develop during this time to ensure that you don't only survive as an organization, but thrive? So I think, Sarah, I, like uh, the first thing um, for me, I'm, you know, I'm going to talk about my experience and, 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 and my learnings through this time is that I think the first thing is that like, we're going through extraordinary times. You know, it is definitely not normal. Um, it is it is by by any stretch of the imagination, extraordinary. And so I have my view is that we have needed extraordinary um compassion and extraordinary flexibility and extraordinary openness um, during this time to navigate things. So that's where I'll, I'll start, you know, is that I think that just the first thing in terms of, of, of na navigating the change was that there was no blueprint. No one had been through this before. You know, we couldn't have a we couldn't have a management meeting and say, okay, can the people who have been around longer, please tell us, you know, what to do now. Like no one knew what to do. You know, and so one had to be open and one had to be curious and in touch and one had to be responsive. So you had to learn and you had to listen and then you had to learn and then you needed to act. And that's really it's been a it's been a cycle of that. Um, but when I talk about, you know, extraordinary uh, compassion, I think some people have um, have dealt with things better than others. I think some people's circumstances, I remember when, you know, three days into lockdown and we had 100% of people working remotely. Um, and, and, and some of us um, had enough space to add a desk to our bedrooms or, you know, um, or change a spare bedroom into an office. But um, others didn't, 
You know, there were, uh, I remember calls uh, with someone sitting at their kitchen counter and like kids in the background hopping up and down. Um, and we, we, we had to, we had to be patient and we, we had to be compassionate and um, we had to be flexible around um, some of the things that we were less flexible about before. Um, and and we had to learn through it. And and, I, and I'm not saying that um, we didn't need to come up with new rules of engagement. We we certainly did. And and but we had to do it together. And we had to do it in a way that 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 was trusting that everyone just wanted to make this work. Um, and 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 believe that 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 we were going to. Um, so I would say that that certainly you know just like like appreciating how extraordinary the times we were in was was probably one of the first things that. That I came to learn and 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 appreciate. Um, I think uh, another one is that very quickly I learned that, shoot, this is not a sprint; it's a marathon. You know, it's a and 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 actually, it's a it's a multi-day um, marathon. You know, it's it's not we're not gonna we we're not gonna get this done in in. Uh, and, and as quickly as 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 we all had thought or hoped or um you know is that i like i kept waiting for this to like end so that we can get back to what we were doing and really believe that at some stage something was gonna go back and actually um at some stage like i i, I had to appreciate that you know the, the 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 circumstances that we found ourselves in um were going to last longer and therefore um this approach that we were choosing needed to to last but also like importantly our energy our stamina um our patience um you know the flexibility i spoke about we needed to make sure that we were refueling um along the way because this is going to be a long run you know and so i think that was was something else that i i, I came to appreciate that um is it's 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 going to be a while i think um my my the, maybe the last thing i'll say is that like i think that is i think the 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 realization that the world is counting on us and that we all have something to contribute you know so it's it's it 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 it, it was a time to as especially in a in a leadership role it was a time to show up as a leader there wasn't anyone else who was going to do it for you or uh, figure it out for you or you know and and it was a time for us to 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 just to show up um and and um to to realize also that everyone has a contribution to make you know so those are, you know, some of my reflections when I think back yeah. um, on this time. Fantastic. Thank you. Thank you so much for, for that answer and some of the insights and, and your reflections. Um, the, I believe that not just yourself uh, as a leader, many leaders have had to make choices based on what is happening and what they have um, around them with the new normal that and up to now is not looking like it's the new normal, it is the normal, you know. So let me start by congratulating you on the new role that you're moving into very soon as the COO of Old Mutual, you know. So you'll soon be crossing the floor from Mental Metropolitan Holdings where you were one of the uh, board members um, and uh, into this new role. What experiences from MMH uh, and other previous roles will inform your new role. 
Um, thanks, Sarah. Um, I'm really excited about, about this new chapter. And um, yeah, I've, I've spent 17 awesome, awesome years um, at uh, Momentum Metropolitan. Um, it really has been incredible just in terms of um, the opportunities, um, the learning and um, the growth that I've experienced. And, and equally the opportunity that I have had um, to make a contribution um, to the business and to, to the, the, the clients of Momentum Metropolitan. Um, so I am really looking forward to this, to this, new, um, this new chapter. But I think um, Momentum Metropolitan um, was um, my first um, uh, role in financial services. Um, before that, um, I worked in telecoms. Um, and um, I think... Uh, you know everything I've I've, I've learned about financial services then, um, and and uh, the love for the work that I I spoke about um, earlier was actually developed here. You know it's here where I found um, you know my passion to to really make a difference um, in in people's financial lives, um, and I think that um, it it the, my lessons um, extend beyond um, you know the, the the work that I do but also to um, the how of, 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 of the work that I do. Um, I think um, I, I've learned um, the value of, of, of like being surrounded by um, the right people. Um, and I've learned the value of um, instilling the right culture in an environment in order to be able to achieve the goals um, that 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 you set out for yourself. Um, um, I've I've I I've learned um, how to get things wrong and start again. Um, I've 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 learned about um, working on like fixing existing businesses and processes, and equally I've learned how to start new exciting things. Um, I've, but it's also um, the place where I, I developed my, 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 my passion for not just, um, for moving beyond selling products and, and, and services to clients, uh, you know, to really helping clients um, achieve the outcomes that they set. And, and I take all of these, these lessons with me um, to be able to go, go do more of it. Um, and I think, you know, uh, really um, it's, I, when people ask me, like, you know, why now? I just go, well, you know, after 17 years, you know. Why not? Um, exactly. <laughs> I love that. So we're almost coming to the end of the, the chat, uh, which I've enjoyed thoroughly. But I wouldn't go without asking one of the things that I've learned about you, that I've experienced, is uh, why isn't this empowering women your passion? And how did it manifest in your career until now? Thanks, Sarah. So, you know, I think it, 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 this is a nice one to end off with because it, it very much links to the question you asked me right at the get-go, you know, to talk about my background and, and um, you know, why my family values and, and so forth. And as I told you, I grew up in a family of mostly women, of mostly girls. And, and in, in where in a family where I believe that, you know, everything was possible for women and that, you know, women um, were as powerful um, as, 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 as men, women were as capable 
as men. Um, and, and so I, and, but when I ventured out into the world, I realized that, well, that's not necessarily how it works outside of my household, you know? And so I just couldn't understand it. You know, it's not, I couldn't understand the, the reasons because I, I never experienced it. And, and I think that, um, so it became something that I was deeply passionate as, at, at supporting. Um, you know, how can we make sure that, um, you know, we, we women have the opportunity to progress as much, as often, and as far as, as men do? Um, and so it became, you know, something that I, 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 I'm particularly passionate about. Um, and I think that um, as equally passionate about that, I realized, uh, as I was about seeing women advance, um, whether it be in business or, or in any other endeavor, I think I, I realized the role that education played in my life um, in, in, in order to, to, to do this. And so I'm, I'm equally passionate about seeing um, yeah, about uh, about supporting education because I really believe that education, like it, it, it takes us a long, 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 long way to creating opportunities, opening doors, leveling the playing field, and helping us, you know, do what we can. Absolutely, it is the equalizer. I'm I'm equally passionate about education. I believe it's the greatest gift that we can give to the next generation. Um, this podcast was born out of me getting worried about what COVID is doing to people out there, how people were thinking they're on their own, you know, all the successful people, they are special. Um, but it's also highlighting that the successful people have also fallen at some point, you know, and, and risen up and showed up differently to show us their success, their summit pictures, just like my journey, uh, you know, through Everest. So describe your best challenge or failure, whatever you want to call it, and how it propelled you forward as our last question. Oh, Sarah, this is like, which one do I choose? I've fallen and failed as many times as, as, as you know, as, as, as I've been successful. And so um, I've, I've had many, many, many lessons. Um, but so instead of maybe choosing, um, you know, the one that I, I have found some failures harder than others. And I, so instead of talking about like maybe the one failure, I'm going to tell you what I learned about this failure, you know, yeah. about failure in general yeah. is that I think the, my, my biggest, um, learning is that things go wrong. If they don't go wrong, you really can't be trying hard enough. You know, is is if if you if if you're not failing, what are you learning? You know, I often um, I think about the example that I uh, you know, and I think about my son, and he used to come back every week. So he used to go to chess club, uh, you know, after school as part of school and so forth, and. Like every week for the whole year, he kept coming up. Oh, I, I won, I won, I won, I won. And eventually I said to him, well, can you just quit chess? Because you're clearly learning nothing. You know, if you, if you, if, so either you're, you, you, you you're not playing in, envir in an environment that stretches you. You're not playing 
with or with with uh, you know uh, competitors who match your ability, or like something's not you something's not right. You've got to figure it out because what do you learn from success? So I you know I followed up the question with like okay what happened? I won. What did you learn? Nothing. Well, so my question was what's the point? Like why why do it? You know. Um, and so I'm, I'm, when I think about it, I think that, I think failure is, it's, it, it's part of, it's part of life. Um, I think that, I, I think that we need to become, I certainly think in business, we need to become more comfortable with failure. I don't think that, that, that failing has ever been easy. You know, I think um, uh, I, I I do take my work very very personally. So you know, it's I felt it deeply um, and 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 very personally every time uh, you know something that that I, that I I was trying to do didn't work. Um, but I, I think we need to become more comfortable with it um, so that we can encourage faster progress. So the lessons that 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 I've learned is 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 we we have to we have to make it okay um for people to get things wrong and obviously i'm not talking about irresponsible behavior or negligent behavior or not enough effort or anything like that but i think that when people are trying to do things that haven't been done before especially or trying to do things that are are, are rather complex or the circumstances are, are are rather different i think we we have to be um we we have to like do what we need to do to encourage people to take the next step, because I think progress is not possible without it. So I think maybe that's the first one. The second learning, which is probably like the hardest learning for me, is that like if you're gonna fail, like just do it fast, <laughs> you know. So like it it can be really painful when you stretch the pain out over a really long period of time. So I think that has been one of my biggest biggest learnings. Is like it's fail, but but do it quickly. So limit the pain. Yeah, limit the pain. You know, and 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 move on. Yeah. And and I think that that has been like a really like tough tough lesson. Um, because I think that like one can also become comfortable with things not working if you allow the thing that's that that's gone wrong to. It can almost that can become the status quo for a while, and that's not a nice place to be. Um, so either it becomes like more acceptable or you're really miserable for a really long time, you know, and I think that you and, and, and so so the point is like do it, but do it quickly, move on um, and, 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 and just focus on, on, on the next step to get yourself out of it, you know, and, and hold your head up, up high with the lessons that you've learned. Um, and, and, and my last one is probably just own it, you know, is, 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 is own it. Um, and and allow others to own it, you know. Um, so I think it's so. So my learning is that we all say like we want to work in an environment where you know we we allow others to fail and and so forth, but we genuinely have to become good at failing. Yes. Yeah. So I think we have to. We it's something that we have to become better at it. And so if we really want to break barriers, if we really want to trailblaze and go places where others have not gone, um, you know, if we really want to innovate, um, then we've got to get better at failing. You know, that's my perspective on it. Absolutely. Thank you so much for your time and the insight, you know, fail, fail quickly, get up and move on and own it.
is uh, something that I picked up from your last response. Thank you, Zureda, for making time to share your insights and your life's journey. And once again, congratulations on the new phase that you're going to, you know, um, to take with all mutual and we wish you all the best and God bless. Thanks, Sarah. I really enjoyed the conversation and um, I'm very happy to have had the chance to, you know, share some of my learnings with you and your audience. Fantastic. There we go, viewers and listeners. That was Zureda Ibrahim touching on everything, including service as a virtual. And this is because it's there.